0: Where's my sandwich?
3: I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time.
0: There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got.
1: Is it too late
3: to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars?
1: You can say that and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, mighty
0: Isis. And here are we. Go.
3: You know, I like to, to start off the show on a nice, happy-go-lucky, you know, optimistic note. I think that's kind of like my MO for the most part.
1: You're in the wrong show. You
3: know what? But <laughs> b- Between all the sugar from Easter that's still left over because, you know, somebody had to buy Cadbury eggs on sale and something else that's going on in our, in our prep sheet. For once, I'm like the angry hyper one. Uh, uh today. So big kev you can you can take the day off today if, if you want to. Kind of just you know i'm like in the front seat ready to just be ticked off explode bounce around and uh, uh You know do what you got to do. So if you want you can just kind of chill out You know, maybe grab some beef jerky kind of relax on the side if you want to I got you today, buddy I got you
2: You know, what's funny uh in discord last week I think someone was mentioning how big kev has been less angry as of late just gener- generally so I think that's I think we're moving in a good direction, you know, with Kev. I'm, I'm happy that Kev isn't, hasn't been as angry as he might have been in, in some old intros.
3: I mean, listen, uh, in some old intros, uh, Kev is not as big. He's not as angry. Um, Hawaii has changed him. It's changed his hair color, that's for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, somebody's got to pick up the slack. That's, that's all that comes down to uh, uh, in today's world. But I hope you guys are doing just fantastic. Um uh, uh where where are you hanging out and everything like that. Kev, are, are you are, is your mic working? Everything good? Can you prove to the people you're there?
0: Yes.
1: Yes, sir. I am here. Hot? Present.
3: Damn. Um listen, we have a uh, we have a good amount of stuff to talk about. Uh it's a little thin of a prep sheet because of, you know, we recorded so late there was the Easter holiday. Uh but I have mm-hmm. a uh we have a bunch of topics where I feel like it's going to fill up a lot of time. Um, so let's just hit on our, our usual spiel, patreon.com slash geeks of TNG, where guys you help us out behind the scenes a lot with this. So it's much appreciated for just a buck. Um, uh, you can be part of our lovely discord service to uh, text and, uh, voice chat with other fans of the show and, uh, us as well. Um, Even not even me as much. I've just been busy. It's been no one, no one can really claim it this week. Uh, for three (laughs) dollars a month, you get the show a day and a half early, which uh, today is going to be Wednesday. We're recording on Tuesday night and a sneak sneak peek at the prep sheet.
1: A sneak peek
3: for five dollars. You get the
1: sneak peek, my friend.
3: (laughs) For five dollars, you get the weekend bonus show, which I uh ran this weekend and sandwich i hope you're okay knowing the fact that uh grandmama um enjoyed my show very much so so i hope you're okay with i'm okay that-
2: because she fed me that same day so
3: so really you you're you're the big winner of, it's a win-win of, for me of all that didn't <laughs> so, have to open
2: the shop got fed by all my grandmothers on the same day I had a fantastic Easter good
3: you know what i can't I can't fight that I, I I was thinking like hell I, I had a nice good 20minute show and you're like Boom, I got meatballs. So you win that one. And for $10, you get the show live on Instagram to see the hot mess of uh, the behind the scenes over at Geek Stuff. The it abuse. Is, the abuse, as it were. Yes. Mutual um,
2: abuse. Across the board towards everyone. It's no mutual abuse. Just definitely
1: just mutual one, abuse. Just one person. So dogs on my
3: side. So let uh, let's hit. I want to hit on the you know the kind of the the thing I kind of like to do. We're gonna just talk about the, sh- the the shows and movies that I watched this past week. Oh, um, that's so, great. Well, you because you're gonna chime in, sir. I know it. So oh, don't you worry. It's a it. I I set it up that way, but then you chime in. It's a group discussion. Okay, that's how it works here. Goddamn it, Kev. Okay, go on. Here we go. Uh, So the new Creep Show episode came out. It was fan fantastic. Specifically, the second uh, episode, which was if you like, if you enjoy Evil Dead Two, my God, you have to watch this. Ted Raimi is in it. Um, I I don't even want to go into too much detail, but it was hysterical. Uh, It 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 totally wraps into the Evil Dead universe and is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, maybe 20-ish minutes uh, of that short. The first one, like I said, was good too, but my God, when it's anything Evil Dead related, it's just fantastic and it's absolutely worth watching Creepshow. Uh, I watched on HBO Max Outsider, which is uh, a, a Stephen King series. Uh, I think there's 10 episodes that are out right now. I only watched the first one uh, and it's very good. Uh, it's uh sandwich. You can watch it and not be scared. It's more of a... Uh, thriller drama right now.
2: I heard, I heard Stephen King and my brain immediately went to fear.
3: Yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, also resident, e- uh, alien, I was at resident evil, uh, on Peacock. But, uh, as I watched one episode, I went to go watch the rest and they, I guess in the middle of everything, they locked, uh, yep. the, the damn service. So on Peacock, they all of a sudden like, nope, you got to pay or subscribe or whatever it is you got to do yeah. so, to buy the season. Uh, and that's, that sucks. So that was my last review, whatever it was, episode four of the Resident Alien, because I'm not subscribing uh, to Peacock. there. Which yeah, really I sucked. really
1: I, I mean, on the one hand, I like the Peacock model because they do have a lot of content mm-hmm. that's free. And I do appreciate that they have a lot of movies. I know you looked at some of those movies, Nick. They do have some really killer movies in their collection that are for free, which is great. However, it's the, it's the, you, you know, you guys, the peacock needs to have an all or nothing attitude, either put the whole thing up or don't put any of it up, you know, because their ideas, well, we'll put up like three episodes or whatever or one in one. I was watching, I started watching some, um, some John Wayne Gacy yeah, uh, documentary and it's the first episode is available for free, but if you want the rest, you got to, Subscribe, and I just think that's crappy. Just say I can't watch any of it. I- I'd
3: you know? rather than, I'd rather them have four or five minute commercials. Like go over the top since everything is free and everything, and I'm yeah. cool with that. If, if it's a movie, put the commercials in for the TV show. yes yeah. if it's a movie, put, put it. The, if in. it's a movie, fine. put it at the very beginning. Play, you know, if it's a movie I really want to watch, just put a whole boatload of commercials at the front, and I'm good with that. You know, I'm I'm fine. Um, also. Uh, as I know, we're going to allude to some for the next two stories here. Uh, also watched Invincible. We cannot talk about episode four. Uh, four, that dropped. Yes. I think it was on four. Thursday. But one, two, three is one, open season. One
0: open season on one through is three. Great.
3: Yes. And, uh, and and this one little nugget I will say kind of loops into the fourth episode. But holy wow! I mean, beautiful. This show is absolutely perfect. Fantastic so far. It gives you just like just enough where you feel like you don't feel like you've been gypped in terms of content per uh, episode. It doesn't feel like it's like as long as a movie, uh, and it's an absolutely phenomenal show that everybody should be watching who's over a certain age because obviously yeah. it's a little adult heavy uh, in terms of the violence and I guess you can call it gore. Um, but yeah, you can call it gore. <laughs> no,
2: yeah, yeah. Season one, at the end of episode one, you can call it gore.
3: Yeah, I guess so. Massacre, I guess we can call that. Um, but this is one of the best things going on. Identifying
1: the tropes of the characters. Like Mm -hmm. that's the fun, like that's the most fun thing for me. And I can tell you right now that I, I can't remember his name at the moment. Um, but the guy who they basically they have basically this is very basic, they have basically combined Rorschach and Hellboy. Yeah into that investigator it's character and he's he's my uh, favorite D- Damian dark blood
3: D- dark hold or I think something? it's dark blood yeah, damien dark, D- dark, dark blood i think you're right uh, down.
1: dark blood yeah that's a great character i mean and, and that's exactly what they've done they've just combined basically hellboy and and rorschach together and and kind of come up with this this character who I think is really great. I mean, you know, like years ago, but I'm, what I'm saying mm-hmm. is that it's kind of fun to look for those tropes and those things yeah. where they're kind of like, oh, well they clearly are are referencing this character, yeah, like, like Martian se- Manhunter. Yeah, could like be like semi-Easter,
3: semi-easter eggs. They're fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's a really great show.
3: I will say amongst everything else cuz uh um I was even saying that I think Falcon and Winter Soldier should be getting some more praise than what it is. Uh which we can talk about that as well obviously. At least the first uh 3 3 is it? Okay. Uh but Invincible two. amongst all else. Uh well, No, is, only only two. Oh, I two I think the third right. one came last week. Okay, whatever.
1: Yeah, you're right too.
3: Um Invincible is so under the radar and should really I don't Is it as good as The Boys? I'm only going to say that because it's on the same service and it's being released the same way.
2: I don't want to compare them because even though it's on the same service and it's the same kind of a genre, that's not the same thing because like an animated show and a live action show is so different. They're the best in their category, in my opinion. Fair enough. You know, I don't want to say the boys is better than Invincible because I think, you know, Invincible will probably have better fight sequences, whereas, you know, maybe and this is an example i'm not saying that's true maybe the, and the boys might have more like interesting character or something just as an example i'm not mm-hmm. saying that's true i
3: got you Yeah. You know,
2: but uh no i loved i my favorite part about invincible i just loved episode one generally because at the end they gave us all these little snippets about like the superheroes and their lives they're living mm-hmm. for people who just don't know so people watching are like oh that's cool you learned about you know learn about the immortal then you learn about green Ghost. like oh that's cool and then they get absolutely slaughtered which in the comics is like kind of like it it, it's nowhere near as drawn out it's kind of like quick panels of each of them dying and it's over okay and this one it felt like a struggle that was awesome
3: uh the one thing i will say about robert kirkman who uh wrote this many many years ago i think there's two hundred. Forty-ish issues, maybe, of this series that was written—give or was it take, forty, something like that. It's in the ballpark. But Kirkman—it's
1: it's ended, right? Oh yeah, it ended, it's years, ended. Yeah, years yeah, ago. That's what years I ago.
3: Ended before Walking Dead, I believe. Uh, but he, uh, in Walking Dead, Kirkman said something where you never want the next page to feel predictable because, or, or else you failed. You failed at enticing the reader to come back. And it has that kind of uh, and I'm, I'm, that's not word for word, but that's basically what he said. Uh, and you can tell that it, it kind of has that uh, that feeling in in the show, just kind of like The Walking Dead in that same capacity. Uh, and it's absolutely beautiful, brilliant. And it needs to be um, Needs, I think it needs some more love from uh, everybody else. So, uh, yeah. yeah, check that out for sure. Uh, the other thing that I watch, which goes hand in hand <laughs> with the sugar high rush anger Uh, thing for me and since it's like it doesn't exactly follow our guidelines uh, from when we're able to talk about things uh, I'm just going to do this really quickly to play it safe for
0: folks
1: attention the following information is considered spoiler material
0: right,
3: let's talk about some Godzilla King Kong right now Godzilla vs. Kong it's kicking ass at the box office, for what it that what whatever kind of box office there is, uh, it's doing well. I would imagine it's doing well on their streaming platform at the exact same time since it is living there. So the movie is a success, I would say, all things considered. Uh, the movie, uh, from the, from the general audience seems to be really uh digging it as a fun. I don't know, if, it's a fun popcorn movie, for the most part, um. I did not like this movie whatsoever. (laughs) This is the reason why I'm watching The Outsider uh, or Outsiders. I forgot now uh, because I need to justify spending the $15 on the streaming service for the month. And I'm like, if I could watch one good season of a TV show, I will count that as a win at minimum. Uh, I should not go back to the TV show. But for this movie, I just found it utterly disappointing. I could see why other people like it. I truly do. But for someone who wanted a and it, it, there was some destroying stuff and there was some stuff that happened in the daylight. So that was great. And when there was stuff that happened at nighttime, it happened in a very neon fluorescent city. So, you know, that efforts there. Uh, and the fact that the daylight uh, fight scene happened in the ocean and you had a you're one of your monsters is a monkey and you have to show like the monkey that was like wet. With all the hair, it's a lot harder to do something like that than a scaly Godzilla. So uh props to the team for that. Cause I thought like that five seconds when Kong came back out of the water onto the ship, that was honestly like five seconds. That must have taken them forever in a day to to put that yeah. together because that was pretty impressive. But the reason I didn't care for it, first of all, is they made they continue to make Godzilla this like omnipotent godlike creature in the franchise. And he doesn't have any weak spots. And right away, they go in with uh, Kong being the underdog of this whole entire thing. And I get that there's a bigger audience for Godzilla. And that had to sway their uh, decision on how they kind of scaled everything. I truly do. Uh, and they kind of beat you over the head with that every now and then throughout the movie. So I, get there was a, I felt like there was a little bit of pandering um, to that. Uh, unlike you guys... Uh, or at least I think you guys, I did not really watch much of the trailers at all. I watched the first one and that was enough. So uh, again, going to spoilers, the fact that we had Mecha Godzilla like that, I just assume something like that's going to happen because in a way, kind of like the way they always had the Hulk and the thing fighting in the comics, there's never been, there was never like a true, true winner amongst the two. And I knew that was going to happen here, which was really upsetting that that was a case uh, um, for this film.
2: Um, so can I say something real quick? Uh, sure. Funko Pop actually uh released images of the Mecha Godzilla from the movie Funko Pop like a week or two before the movie came out.
3: That's stupid.
1: Like they do. Funko stupid. has been Funko has been blowing more secrets and surprises than any other company.
3: But they didn't do it for like, WandaVision though. The WandaVision releases came out afterwards. So it's funny.
1: Yeah. No, su- no, uh, uh-uh. uh. Like when the kids, mm-hmm. they released the kids, oh, Wiccan and Speed. They released their images of those kids as Wiccan and Speed, mm-hmm. like their little Halloween costumes. Yeah, like yeah. I think they were, I think they did pops of those, and those were released before those images were shown. They held um, off on White Vision. Yeah, there's yeah. And there's toys there. You know, I mean, Funko's not the only one. I just think they are the most guilty. Them and Lego, I think, are (laughs) tying for the most guilty with regards to letting the cat out of the bag on different shows. They aren't the only ones, Mm -hmm. though. For example, um, Diamond Select really dropped the ball because they showed Sam's outfit by the end of the show. Uh, on on Falcon and Winter Soldier, they showed what Sam's outfit is going to be by the end of the show, clearly indicating what happens at the end of the show. So, you know, like, you know, it's, it's happening all over. And I think I think media companies are getting really upset about it. So I think they we're going to see a lot more kind of uh, from the retailer perspective, a lot more blind ordering. That's When that. it comes to this sort of thing, When they're just going to go, we're putting out a Falcon action figure from Falcon and the Winter Soldier from the end of the show, and that's it. No image available.
3: I'm very <laughs> okay with, with that. Uh, the other two things, for now from the people level of things, because uh, I can go on with the monsters, but I'm not. Uh, I thought it was a, given today's current climate, uh, political climate, whatever you want to say in this country, the fact that they had a conspiracy theorist and they made him like... And it turned out that he was the all-knowing correct guy who knew what was going on the whole time and was correct. I just think that's like a bad message to kind of send out uh, given all how conspiracy theories are really just booming uh, over the last few years, especially with social media. So I think that's just a terrible uh, decision on their part. Mm. And also at the beginning of the movie, when they said that, when they were, there was the attack in Florida where he's being uh, provoked and, and we don't know why, but there's something there right away. I'm like, okay, so that's where Godzilla is. And, and at the end, when the, the executive was saying something along the lines, like we need to protect ourselves. And I'm like, I kinda don't blame the bad guy in this in this situation. I'm like, Boston was absolutely obliterated. How many other cities were absolutely obliterated because of these monsters? I can't give them, a, like, I don't, and how many lives were lost? Like, I don't feel like, I support it. I support Mechagodzilla in this case. The only other thing I felt like, I felt terrible for Kong, cause he kept getting screwed left and right. All the dude wanted to do was be with his family and be left alone. But he could he could never get that either on the island or in the 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 the, the upside down of this movie and everything like that. So yeah. I, I just they try to make it fun for the masses and I they succeeded. But uh, and and I know I'm also saying this with, as someone who's a little bit more of a King Kong fan, um, but respects the whole Godzilla franchise and everything like that. So there's that. Uh, but man, this just. The one thing that was good, it was not a two and a half hour, four hour movie. It was like a buck forty five or something like that, which I think that yeah. was a solid running time. Uh, it did. For the film. It felt
1: like a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> uh, in places,
3: at, at points, yeah. Of course, the the fighting scenes actually felt super, super quick. Obviously, but uh, yeah, that's that's my two bits. So I will. Um, I think I'm just gonna go back and watch the original Kong or Peter Jackson film. I, I can barely remember the Peter Jackson film, so I'll I'll, I'll go back and watch that.
1: Go way back and watch Kong versus Godzilla from the sixties. Oh,
3: that's I've seen that plenty of times. That's just like fun. That have a beer. I noticed and watch.
1: there was only one throwback
2: when he, spoiled when he took that axe and put it in his mouth. Yeah, like that's the right. tr- that was the one throwback. I'm like, I don't think they'll do that, but then they did. It was like, ah, I like that. Yeah, uh, I wasn't
3: sure if that was a throwback or if that was just coincidental, but I'm okay with it either way. I felt
2: like it, until someone tells me it's not, I'm going to say it is a throwback. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you know.
3: Uh, Kevin, what um, did you think of the
1: movie?
2: Oh,
3: Don, yeah. you go ahead?
1: No, Kevin, go. I I mean I I I treat every one of those movies the same, and I always have. I think they're I I think they're all a little goofy, and you have to kind of check your brain at the door a l- a little bit. I've always felt that. What I miss, though, honestly, and I think I think Nick uh, at the very least can identify with this, is I just miss the guys in the rubber suits stomping on model buildings. You know, like I appreciate the CGI looks great in this movie. I mean, there's I mean, it's fun, just like you said. And I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed any of the three previous movies that led to this movie.
3: I will say, you that know, just I really enjoyed them all
1: count. the same, really? you know, just enough to get me to watch the next one. Yeah, really. Quickly.
3: I was really hoping, though, in the movie to, to tag on to that. There was going to be like a, a street performer dressed as Godzilla. Something like that. Like, you know, like if you go into Times Square, you see like all the, the Sesame yeah. Street characters or whatever. I was really hoping for a scene like that just kind of as a throwback. But alas, we did not we did not get it.
1: And, uh, but yeah, I, I, I treat all the monster uh, guy uh, kaiju monster movies the same. You know, like I just think they're all just a tad goofy. What was it, Pacific Rim? I, yeah. I, I felt the same way about Pacific Rim as I felt about this movie. That's fair. which was okay you know it's entertaining it's fun it's you know it's kind of a bit ridiculous and and uh yeah but i mean i like the genre i don't love it but i like it and there are some really great classic you know guys in rubber suit movies that i really think are great king kong versus godzilla is probably the the best example of that in my opinion um uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, no, no problem. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Just liked it. But again, equally, as much as I liked the three previous films that led to it.
3: That's fair. Dom? Um, I thought it
1: was an
2: art. I liked it. I'll be honest. I probably liked it the most of the people here. Because I, I liked it because I liked that how much we focused on Kong more than Godzilla. Because I feel like Kong's just a more interesting character as a giant monster i guess relatively more interesting than godzilla to me and um, i appreciate that uh i'll be honest every time millie bobby brown appeared on the screen even though i like her as an actress my brain kind of turned off until i saw her off the screen because i felt that entire arc of her and the friend and the conspiracy added nothing to the story i don't understand any of it um of even though it's a giant monster film and it's already super unrealistic i I couldn't get past the fact that three basically just regular people snuck into a high tech facility. and didn't get killed immediately <laughs> at any time. They're like, no, we're going to arrest you and take you to the boss. so You can have a monologue. Yeah, because, you know, that makes sense. Um, you know, <laughs> now,
3: now I like the movie even less,
2: <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> you're under arrest. Quick, take him to the boss. We can monologue on for 10 minutes uh. and then die because, you know, that's how that happened. Here's um, my evil plan.
3: Yes,
1: <laughs> yeah, because that has. But before, happened before I kill you, Mister Bond. Yes.
3: One thing that's uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Dom. Go ahead. Uh,
1: I like I like the
2: fight. I appreciate the daylight fighting. Um, I don't like how this movie ended because it just felt so abrupt. Like, all right, I'm gonna walk home. I'm gonna go home. Bye. That's it. Roll credits. Kong beat his chest and roars like that. It felt like the ending got so rushed right after they defeated mechagodzilla mm-hmm. like it just felt like it's all a sudden it's like okay we're done now I'm, I'm gonna godzilla's gonna go take a nap at the bottom of the ocean in his second empire uh that he had on the side his like vacation empire <laughs> and now king kong's gonna go live in the under in the under jungle or what the fuck you call it
3: i call it the hollow world, world. yeah hollow world
2: and, and that's how they're gonna end the
1: monsterverse apparently now because there's there's no one else to fight You know, what other big monsters are left? Unless they start just like Godzilla versus the smog monster, you know, Godzilla versus, you know, like unless they start doing that kind of shit, which I don't think that they will. um, I I just, yeah, it's a four movie uh, uh, sort of series. And I think, I agree. I don't see another direction for them to go in. They've done all the majors. I mean, unless they start bringing in like, you know, like Gamma or, or any of those. And I just don't see the point in it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. They'll wait 20 more years. They'll remake Kong and Godzilla again. It's just a perpetual cycle.
2: I was waiting. Uh, I was hoping for a Godzilla Jr. uh Cutscene at the end or something.
3: <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't no. the case. I'm very... Come
2: on. Right. Come on. So Godzuki. One,
3: one thing I would like to add is uh, as a kind of a side note, actually. So um there is actually a new podcast I'm listening to, and it's all about Ray Harryhausen. It's all about uh, his museum. Oh. I believe it's a museum uh, that is running the podcast. Don't hold me to it. I think it's in partnership with the BBC. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, regardless... um, King Kong influenced Ray Harryhausen immensely, the 1933, thank you, uh, uh, film. So um, it's worth going back to just kind of watch, maybe watch that movie, maybe listen to that podcast, or even check out the actual documentary of his that came out maybe two years ago. uh, Because if you don't like Ray Harryhausen or you don't know about him, I guarantee you watched a film that was influenced by him in some capacity. Uh, if, uh, if you listen to this podcast, so, um, you know, Dom, I, I, I'm going to try to find that Ray Harryhausen it to you. That's worth putting on your, uh, on your list.
1: Just, do you, oh, okay. you could probably put any Ray Harryhausen movie on his list. He already has a Ray Harryhausen movie on his list. What was it? Uh, clash of the Titans. Oh, okay.
3: Okay. Should I throw that
1: document? The original one, not the remake.
3: That can go above Porky's for what it's worth. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Porky's is a stretch. Um, That'll be a rainy day sandwich shop. There you go.
3: Uh, <laughs> let's move on to some uh the regular stuff in the prep
1: sheets. Uh, that- Porky's, uh, Mr. Sandwich, is actually a series of films. There were at least three. Were there three? Oh. Okay. Yeah. It was Porky's, Porky's 2, and Porky's Revenge. Adventure of the Port. there may have been a fourth one but I, I I only remember those three. I would have to check myself.
3: Um, let's go into the news. So uh Disneyland unveils hours and re- reservations and its reopening plan. So the theme park will be reopening on April 30th. Uh, they announced, I think it was earlier this afternoon, uh, both Disneyland and California Adventure will be open 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., according to uh, the theme park's blog, uh, which has been shut down for the most part since uh, the, the 30th. So um, according here, it says the theme park reservation system will launch at 8 a.m. on the 12th. At the time, uh, guests who already have valid theme park tickets may be given uh, making park reservations and figure out the sales as they resume on the fifteenth. So, uh, all I can say, amongst everything else, as they're getting ready to roll everything out and figure out the procedures, especially at a time when COVID cases, at least in the tri-state area, I'm pretty sure it's parts of the other parts of the country as well, um, are spiking. Uh, be patient. Be nice to the people at the uh, ticket gates or anyone who's working there, and don't get mad and yell in their faces because. Uh, Things aren't going to be very easy for the next year, depending no matter where the hell you go. So just yeah. just have patience. That's that's all I'm going to say. Uh and and don't uh, make anybody else's life hell uh while you're there. Uh it's also my, just uh, yep, I'm sorry. I'm Dom. sorry. You go. No, no. Go you ahead. You, go. you have a story? Sh- Bubba, blah, blah, blah. You have so a story. My whole family
2: is going to uh My whole family is going to Disney World without me in a week or two. And uh they're very ex- Why are you give me
1: those eyes? Are you really? Are they really going without you, or is this going to be one of those things where they're like, "Oh no, my family went. <laughs> I'm sick. I can't." do No, I'll show. be on the
2: show. I'll no, I'll be on the show. Trust me, I'm a little annoyed. I'll be on the show <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs>
2: instead of at Disney. You know, eating overpriced food and looking at fun
1: rides, and not not asking your friends if they need anything from. Galaxy I would do it. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't even. And, a, I I would I would call you and tell you I'm here and then hang up.
3: You know what Dom should do? He should actually be like. Guys, my family's, right. going, my family's going to uh, Disney. What do you want? And just be like, oh, I never said I was going to Disney. Just yeah, that. I'm not going. So you're
2: sol. Well. <laughs> you Don't can tell this. me what you want and we can all dream about what we want.
3: Uh, so just one other theme park that's worth mentioning. Uh, the Velocicoaster will be opening Thursday, June 10th. The Jurassic World Coaster will be opening at Universal Studios Orlando. Um they even dropped a like a pov trailer uh saying it's the uh florida's fastest and tallest coaster on island of the adventure so uh you know i'm coasters aren't really my thing i'll go if someone really wants to go on to it but i know i'm sure there are some thrill seekers who like checking it out there's um, another
2: theme park uh they're going without me <laughs> i've
3: they're never-
1: doing Universal and Disney.
3: I'm sorry, I'm I'm very sorry. It's a
1: bonus vacation for them. They get to go away and from Dom.
3: (laughs) There you go. Um, I wonder
1: if uh, we should find out if West Coast Scott is planning on uh, being at Disney on reopening day. uh,
3: If he's not on the 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 instagrams we should well i'm sure he'll
1: I'll listen at some point and uh i'm sure he'll provide us a report of how how that day goes if he's there on that mr. day mr scott sure. if you want
2: to call into the gvm line 201-730-2547 and let us know if you're going to uh on opening
3: day we'd love to know uh or you can Scott, do we do last time and record something just and then paper just paper report. Yeah. yeah just, just then mail. Me I'm just, that. just
1: saying. I'm just saying. It was a nice, it was a nice yeah. plug for the GVM line sandwich. I give you full credit.
3: You done good. Uh we should also mention that a I guess now this is the final, final trailer, God willing, of uh Black Widow the- Drop, uh, which got seventy million views <clears throat> in the first twenty-four hours. Um which I'm so ready to watch this movie because I feel like, like I said, the like two episodes ago, it's been delayed like 10, 13 times at this point. And I can't wait to watch this goddamn thing. And the movie theater in my town that closed has black widow poster in the window from like the original opening date from a year ago. Uh, So that will be very nice when that actually takes place. Uh, But it's, and just a reminder that it will be hitting on Disney plus and theaters simultaneously on July ninth which that one i will definitely be going to um uh in the theater for so that will be very very i I might do the
2: premiere access for this one i i I didn't want to do it for any of the other ones i'm thinking about doing the premiere access for that one because i don't know if i want to go to a theater yet even though i'm like in theory i'll be immune from Mm -hmm. everything i don't know if i really want to go to a theater just yet
1: (laughs) it's too bad because you know if if you had a better relationship with OG, you know, he might let you watch from outside of his house through a window.
3: Oh, that's a good call.
1: (laughs) I could just do that anyways. Just park down the street with some, with some binoculars. That's not creepy. (laughs) Speaking (laughs) of, uh, speaking of not creepy, uh, West Coast Scott has joined us right after we talked about him. It's like we said West Coast Scott three times and there he was.
3: There you go. There's
1: no um, place
3: like home. Dom, I'm it's telling like you, I, I, I recommend checking out the the Warwick Drive-in. It, it really is a fantastic place. They even had Godzilla Kong playing this weekend. I just oh, that I, been awesome. I couldn't make it and I knew we were going to like we were up against, you know, up against the clock because I knew we were going to talk about it on the show no matter what today. So I had to go, you know, subscribe online. Otherwise, I would have gone. So you should really really put that on your radar.
2: I'm to at some point. I gotta find a good. I'm gonna look for a good movie that is worthy of that and go out there. I'm at gonna some send point. you the,
3: the website. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about. And moving on to our next story, a little bit of comic book news, which we haven't done in quite oh. a while. Uh, John Vermeer Jr. will be returning to Marvel Comics uh, after his. Uh, what is it three four years stint i think over at, it feels I like longer than that def- but well,
1: it might only be that well much, in yeah.
3: fairness 2020 felt like four years in itself so i, I it's time True. is non-existent um after from uh, from what i've heard from my sources saying that at the time the heads over at marvel just didn't want to pay anybody so uh obviously it looks like they're opening up their checkbook and they are welcoming in a uh, friend of the show, John Ramita Jr. Back,
1: yeah. Friend of the show was our very first guest on our very first SiriusXM show, where we used the magic technology at the time known as Pal Talk, uh, which was basically sort of the first sort of internet group channel thing, and uh, we focused it on my sketchbook, where John did an amazing sketch uh, throughout the episode of. Uh, Daredevil and Spider-Man. Oh. It's a great sketch, one of my favorites. You got to show me you and, send me uh, a picture
3: of that. What's that? You got to send me a picture of that. I want to see that.
1: You can it, it's oh mm, yeah, I would if I knew where they were. All right. working in progress. They're in the sketchbooks which are packed carefully in the uh, product archive. Okay. <laughs> so they may turn up in the near future. Um so uh, uh and then also um I was the last person To get a sketch for – John Romita Jr. was raising – did a fundraiser, 24-hour sketch-a-thon, where he was um, basically just – he was in a place – I can't – I think it was an arcade, like, in Times Square, and he was literally just sketching for 24 hours. Like, people lined up and they waited, and John did, like, a sketch. But his dad was there also, John Romita Sr.
3: That's so cool. So,
1: you know – so, you know, I actually have – um, John Romita Sr. did a Spider-Man sketch for me mm-hmm. in my book while I was, at, cause I was there sitting with them for, uh, for a, a, a number of hours because, you know, at the time I was, I was helping publicize it and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was actually sitting there with John Jr., John Sr. and Jim Lee at one point, um, just sitting Sketching and chatting, it was it was a lot of fun. But John Senior did a spider, full body Spider Man sticking on a wall for me, and John Junior, I got the last sketch that he did at the sketchathon. He wrote last one on the sketch, and <laughs> and then his dad inked it.
3: Oh. That's great, dude.
1: That's great. So that was a really, yeah, that was a bunch of, that was a really fun event. But yeah, so John, John Jr. Great to hear he's back at Marvel. I mean, too bad that Marvel books are unsavable, unreadable, um, no continuity. And, oh, I don't even know. There's a billion things I could say. There's a lot of Uh, things going on,
3: but you know what? Uh, This actually, no, first of all, I should also mention that he's coming back for, uh, uh, they're going to announce or he's coming back in July uh so we should be on the lookout for this summer for something coming out with Vermita. but you know what honestly beyond that big cap, to be totally honest with you i look at this as as i'm hopeful and now this may be some of the, the optimism happy part about me which was lacking at the beginning of this show but i would like to think about this in terms of like marvel didn't want to pay top notch writers and artists cuz they didn't want to be tethered to them uh, or feel like you know they owe everything I don't want to even call it like uh the 90s all over again uh but they they want they didn't want to even entertain the thought of investing anything into them I have uh ideas on what uh, may happen maybe that can be a future bonus episode we'll see uh, but uh I I am honestly looking at this like you know maybe they're looking to revamp themselves a little bit and the fact that they're signing argu- arguably one of the the top active comic book artists that's that's going on right now I look at this as a major sign that maybe they're wanted they want to do something uh you know they want to kind well, of revamp the way they're approaching well, the things.
1: issue is the issue is that DC has cut so many jobs and so many books you know uh mm-hmm. not in the other order they've cut so many books ergo so many jobs that you know, guys like John and other people um, are, are going to be looking, you know, some of those top guys that aren't getting any work at D.C. or anywhere else or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a good opportunity for Marvel to, to kind of get some of these key guys back in their wheelhouse, so to speak. Mm-hmm. My problem and, and your optimism aside, my problem, of course, is that to me, it seems like it's beyond hope at this point. I mean, listen, I just think Marvel is near enough to Beyond Hope, and DC is now heading in the same direction. I
3: believe that uh, when it comes to maybe like their secondary characters, as we've been talking about with like Hulk and Daredevil, those have been really good. When it comes to Spider Man, X Men books that you can argue, you can pro- you can say were the most popular um, over a span of maybe thirty years, give or take. No one's excited about them anymore but there's, there's no there's, one can there's, follow there's th- them it's so difficult to follow them and again we could talk about a whole freaking ep- podcast about uh justice amongst the three of us it's really really tricky and honestly that's one reason why I like reading daredevil week to week to week I can pick it up uh even if I go a, a spell without reading it and know what's going on uh without having to try to google things uh so yeah again hopefully this uh is a big turnaround and I would like that because I would like to uh open my wallet uh to more uh marvel books cuz right now it's going all towards independent stuff or buying old back issues and and reading some of those uh which is uh, you know still I'm swell with so there's that
0: Nick
1: yeah Nick are you reading I don't know that it's it must have started by now maybe there's a trade out already Did you check out Strange Academy? I have not That's a Marvel book that I actually want to read. Think of it as the X-Men of the sort of magic wing of the Marvel universe. Ooh,
3: all right, I kind of and my
1: and it's like a school, and I think I I is Stephen Strange in charge of the school. I'm not sure, but you know the reason I'm reading it is because one of the professors is Brother Voodoo,
3: and you he has a soft he has a place in your heart,
1: and as we all know, anything. That has Brother Voodoo in. I'm checking it out.
3: Yeah. I will say that uh, going back to John, uh, I really hope uh, I'm, if I had to pick anything, because I, I loved his run on Daredevil. Uh, I, I adored yes. his run on Spider-Man. Uh,
1: did they, so they haven't announced they what haven't book announced, he's on?
3: They haven't announced on? it yet. They have not announced it. Uh, uh. I should mention, I I like the thing he did with Captain America in 2000. Sixteen. I don't even know. It was uh, it was like a 10 issue run. Uh, I actually would really like to see him do something that is Fantastic Four related. I would. I I think with the movie, you know, whatever they're going to announce with it for later on, uh, having some. I think having a big name tied to Fantastic Four may help drum up a little bit more interest. And I think it, I think it makes a little bit of sense to be honest with you. Because of well, the characters they haven't now, or the characters that are gonna be in the next round of MCU that we know of from the trailers, from the teases, I should say, I think we can agree that Fantastic Four is probably the biggest one.
1: We know that Marvel Comics had a full-on block of anything to do with the Fantastic Four, up to and including canceling the book when Fox announced that they were going to do another Fantastic Four movie. This would be the one with... uh, um, Like Michael
2: B. Jordan and... Michael B.
1: Jordan, yeah. And and, and, uh, Kate Mara. Oh, so hot. Um, uh, That one. When they announced that they were going to produce that movie, and Marvel's like, you know... And and, and if you recall the story, they were something like... I feel like it was weeks away from the... um, weeks away from the property reverting to Marvel films,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, their option that Fox had on fantastic four was about to stop. And because of the popularity of the X-Men, at least the first two X-Men films, they were like, well, why don't we throw the fantastic four against the wall one more time and see if it sticks. And Marvel's like, we would really prefer that you didn't do that. Cause we have plans for the FF in the Marvel cinematic universe. And Fox was like, go fuck yourself. And Marvel was like, "Oh yeah, well, go fuck yourself. We're not supporting this. We're not supporting this movie at all. In fact, we're canceling the book and everything else. All that shit happened because of Fox. Mm-hmm. If if F if the FF is now going to take their rightful place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I suspect there will be a lot of support for." the book coming back or, or it, whatever they're going to do with it, pushing it more towards the front of the pile. If you will, I think John, like you said, Nick, I think John Romita jr uh, and a great writer on there as well would not be inappropriate. Will they actually do it? It's Marvel comics. So no, probably no. no, but it would but-
3: it would be smart if they tied some of the, you know, they go some of the classic characteristics, which are going to be displayed in the film, make it a little bit more relatable yeah. for the for people who aren't familiar yep. with the Fantastic Four. Uh, I think just it, it makes sense. Uh, uh, hand over fist, and you know, people should remember too that going back to what you were saying with that conversation between Fox and Disney, uh, they Fox actually put together like a, a makeshift trailer of what they would do if they were given more time to make a Daredevil uh, uh, film. And Disney says, okay, yeah, we'll give you more time, but we want some rates back for Fantastic Four. And at which point Fox was like, no, we're not doing that. And that's how Disney, uh, excuse me, that's how uh, Daredevil came back to to the House of Mouse, as it were. So uh, there you go. Um, Guys, I think that we are definitely ready for a break. So Big Kev.
1: They say the third time is the charm. And with that, Mr. Monty and Mr. Sandwich, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 631, The One No Name, and we'll be right
0: back.
3: After these messages, we'll be right back.
1: Monty Sandwich. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line.
2: 201-730-2547. Hmm,
3: maybe, maybe we can use our more seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, here. Let's try these lines in our most seductive voices. Hey
1: there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG
0: with your questions and your, hmm, comments. Oh! That's right. We want you to tell us what's, hmm, on your mind. What we are doing that you (laughs) like. So call us on the GVM
2: line, two zero one seven three zero two five four seven, and you may hear yourself, uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG.
3: <laughs> wow. Wow.
2: What? Ah! Ah! Monte, are you sure this is safe? This store looks sort of very spooky.
3: Sandwich, relax. The Graveyard Gallery is an amazing place and it has something for everybody.
2: But, but but it's called the Graveyard Gallery. Sounds like they're into spooky stuff and, you know, I'm a very delicate person.
3: Well, you're definitely right on both accounts. But it doesn't matter if you want collectibles as far back as The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari or something related to obscure movies that only diehards know about. There's something for everybody here. I, I, I
2: mean, I do have to admit, the, the range of collectibles is Pretty stellar and pretty creative, I'll be honest.
3: They have a wide range in stock. It could be hot toys, prop replicas, statues, they got you, man.
2: These clothes are something else too. Is that real blood on that shirt?
3: Not on all of them, but they got hoodies, shirts, beanies. They even have stuff with Herman Munster, Dracula, and Red from that 70s show.
2: Wow, dude, these handmade items are awesome. This heart's still beating. All right,
3: put that back where you found it, okay? But the handmade items are some of my favorite things in the store. They have paintings, masks, dolls, and of course, prints. You gotta have prints on your wall.
2: Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't hear you. I was having a fascinating conversation with the gentleman over there who's a bat now, um, and he helped me pick out some great collectibles for me.
3: It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. Did he show you the human skull in the cabinet brought to you by Dark Interiors? The
2: what? Zoinks!
3: You better be going to the ATM and then come back to buy a spine.
1: The Graveyard Gallery at thegraveyardgallery.com and on Etsy, Instagram, as well as Facebook as The Graveyard Gallery. Go to them for one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. New horror-related items are in each week. From big and small companies and one-of-a-kind creations, the Graveyard Gallery.
2: It's fine, sold separately.
1: Hey Geek Stuff listeners, it's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast.
2: We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland,
0: and our growing family.
1: It's called The PieCast because we got married on Pi Day. And it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media.
0: At Pi Day Family,
1: And my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast.
2: We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at SomethingCast.com.
1: And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well.
2: Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network.
1: Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. Bitch,
2: what you don't know about me, I'm just about squeezing the
0: grand fucking can. Hey, is Kevin Smith, Big
2: Cav's love slave.
0: Did you know I always wanted to be a dancer in Vegas?
2: Then you're listening to Big Cav's Geek Stuff.
0: What do you look so shocked for, man? Fat bastard does this all the time. He thinks just because he don't say anything, it'll have some huge impact when I mean, he does open his fucking mouth. Christ, why don't you
2: shut up? Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kefuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildX-Wing.com. This model is a 1-18th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three-quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the Proton Torpedo Bay, working engine lights, and a lighted bar to D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The s foils open into attack position, the laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do 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 premium offer. You get 118th scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, In addition to the parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may see models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today.
3: All right, let's try this for the third time. The Graveyard Gallery... Uh, we should name the show Third Time's of Charm. Uh, 21 Main Street in Butler, there New Jersey, go. 07405. Uh, guys, as I've said the other two times that did not get uh, properly recorded, uh, they have a lot of great things that you need to check out. They have a whole bunch of uh, new artwork that has come in if you want some original horror-related artwork. But they also have a lot of uh, toys from the 70s, 80s, and 90s Um, that came in. They have a whole bunch of Jason Voorhees stuff. Uh, that came in some and unfortunately some really good Evil Dead 2 and some Army of Darkness stuff. Like it's really oh hard. Oh boy. It's the struggle is is absolutely real uh and and is quite the battle for me. But check them out at 21 Main Street in Butler, New Jersey, 07405. Listen, you go, you go up to the guys and go, Hey, I heard about you on Geek Stuff TNG. They're gonna give you a sticker. Who doesn't want a free sticker? Answer? Nobody. So Go ahead, check them out uh today, and uh you'll have some fun. I I promise you, they're good folks over there. Uh, boys, we have uh um some product that we're gonna go get to, but before we do that, we have uh, our lovely new segment
0: today. It. Check, 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 check it, what, what, it, it out, let's turn this party
3: out. I just I love the fact love our, our new Bumper there has Bumper. It's all Beastie Boys. It's fantastic. I love it so so very much. Uh but we I have two Kickstarters I kind of want to hit on really quickly. Cause you know what? Uh since we're just kind of kicking off this two. Sp- two, sir. And the reason being is because um, <clears throat> you know, as we're kind of just getting we're rolling out this new segment, there's some stuff that we want to hit. As soon as I think it, it comes out on Kickstarter, so people can take advantage of some early bird uh pledges. And, uh, you know, make sure they don't miss out on anything. So I think it, it's very important. Uh, the first one I would like to hit on or for the folks who are uh, video game fans, specifically Nintendo fans uh, as it were, because there is a unofficial Amiibo handbook that is coming out. Uh, a guide dedicated to all of the Amiibos released since 2014 complete with facts and pricing for collectors of Nintendo's figurine range now for those who do not know those are uh little recreation little figures uh about yay big they're about maybe four inches tall give or take they kind of depend uh, depending yes. on the size of the characters uh and they're nice little reproduced uh, uh figures that uh worked with your gaming console uh f- in various ways depending on the game so uh to hit on the kickstarter right now uh The goal was for uh, almost $4,200, but it's already sitting at just shy of $21,000. So they just obliterated that goal and they have 30 days to go. Uh, So first of all, I just want to point out that this is coming out from the UK. So even though printed stuff comes out uh, a lot faster than actual toys or board games, Um, Just take that into consideration with uh, the stuff that they have. So they have different editions, different levels that you can choose from, uh, which are as cheap as about uh, 20 bucks, maybe with delivery. Uh, And it was going up to about 40 bucks, but uh, some of the rewards are not available. Uh, But with it, you're going to get that either the handbook, you're going to get a poster um, some other like PDFs uh, as well. Uh, and a whole slew of things. And there's been a lot of great Nint- like guide to Nintendo books that have come out. And uh, they're doing good. They, they're a great job of just kind of breaking down everything that has uh, happened within uh, Nintendo. And these just look like a great page-by-page breakdown. Uh, full, glossy, hardcover book um, uh, that you can use and add to your collection. Because... Uh, while I know about the uh, Amiibos, uh, how like kind of like the history of how they kind of blew up in popularity, I think is kind of interesting. At the exact same time, so something else to add on uh, for your your collection, Dom. Were you uh, were you big into the Amiibos, or did you kind of miss out on that? Because I know I did for sure.
2: I was never a big uh, Nintendo person. Not anti Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really play Nintendo games. Never had Nintendo systems, so that's not really something I got onto. Uh, my sister uh is a big Nintendo fan, so she had a couple of those, but I was never one who got into that.
3: Gotcha. Oh. I'm still playing some of the uh the uh what is it, the Zelda Wind Waker uh right now, which has been why why are you giving me why, why, why give me attitude? Why are you right flipping down? off Nick? He's pointing at you know, Dom, you have a different. You might have a different look. So when you're pointing yeah, at the box, you're, you're giving you're a at the bottom
1: to. in my row. Yeah. So okay.
3: there. Uh, so right, now you're it.
1: pointing at Nick.
3: Okay, Dom. Thanks so much. The other one that I would like to talk about, which this one's coming from Barcelona, Spain, um, is an immersive murder mystery escape game. So as I kind of alluded to, I, I love like uh, puzzle movies, uh, find the buried treasure sort of scenario. But I also I really, really uh, enjoy murder mystery uh, either games or like those actually escape rooms uh, at the exact same time. So <clears throat> this is uh, an escape room in a box that mixes puzzles, a narrative and technology to immerse you in a challenging experience. They had a goal set up of just shy of $45,000. Uh, it's just shy of hitting $90,000 with 29 Three. days to go. And if you look at it, um, they have a whole setup that you'll be able to kind of use your computer uh, and they have some puzzles and exactly what it sounds like. Some uh, it looks like a, a, a Manhattan, New York City uh, subway map to kind of use that as your guide and just various different ways. So they say they have eight escapes in one box, uh, over 50 challenging puzzles, six mystery envelopes, uh, one overall narrative story story uh 12 websites to investigate and a highly high quality materials and designs and honestly kind of going through their setup here I will not doubt that I think this looks really really freaking cool and honestly as I was kind of alluding to with um uh dungeons and dragons either last week or the week before uh, talking about, I think there's going to be a big boom for them because people are going to want to be in the same room together and playing some games. Uh, I think this is going to be the exact kind of situation where people are going to want to do some of these kind of fun games um, at the same time. And there's a lot of different levels. So we have pledges going from uh, to early birds at $78 uh, all the way up to, well, those are retailers going for like 600 bucks, but a whole whole bunch of them. Um, and they will be shipping worldwide. So it's also important to note that again, board games probably gonna take a while to get shipped out compared to a book. Um, but uh, yeah, those uh, should definitely those be on your chef. radar. And again, the great thing about Kickstarter, as I mentioned before, um, these uh, are giving a chance to have people like you and I uh, put out their uh, their one-of a kind creations. So check it out when you can over at Kickstarter. Uh, because there's a lot of great things happening over there. And that is our Kickstarter segment for this week. Guys, do we want to hit on one more product or do we want to save it for next week since we're running somewhat? Uh, we're over now. No, let's at this push point. it. You want to push it? I think that's totally yeah. fine, uh, uh, as it were. So, uh, we're rolling
1: out a new Kickstarter segment and uh, doing two instead of one. Yeah, I think it's appropriate. We can bump the product for another week.
3: Yeah, it sounds good. I, I'm excited because, again, we now, first of all, we should also mention that we're not being paid by these people to talk about these Kickstarters. We're not no. being influenced by anyone like that. Just things that, as we're scrolling, we find something that's cool. We would like to bring people onto the show eventually to kind of help spread the goodwill, help each other yes. out. Uh, you know, because we look at these as small businesses. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things where we say shop at your small business if you can. Uh, this is our way to kind of help out these Kickstarters by supporting yes. these great things. So we want to do the exact same thing because I cannot tell you how many great comic books I have found on Kickstarter. Um, I've backed them up. I've given them money and I've still wanted to help them out with doing interviews and things like that. So take that into consideration. Same
1: with, same with me and toys. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many toy lines right now. And in fact, uh, Animal Warriors of the Kingdom uh, creator, Jason Bivin, are going to be on this program in the coming weeks. So,
3: yeah, I mean, the the only thing I think we ever ask for these people is that, uh, hey, hook us up uh, with other people who, you know, who are doing Kickstarters. Uh, yeah. or, or, or projects so we can try to uh, give them a spotlight. So that's it. So I think Word. that's just really worth mentioning it. Uh, so let's wrap things up uh, for this week and catch us each and every week over at com. You can check us out, which by the way, Big Kev, over on our website, we have our lovely special features for our Rocketeer segment. That is, oh, that is sitting right uh, there on uh, our main. Video number two. Yes, yes it is. Nice. So nice. Um, that's the third one will get posted between uh, this getting posted to Patreon and this on the main feed. So look out for one more video uh, with all this. It's more of just a round table of all of us BSing today, together. So that yeah. was a lot of fun uh, to the point where his uh, where Ollie's uh, uh, computer was pretty much about to die. So um, again, check us out on the social medias at geeks of G respectively at Instagram Facebook and on Twitter you can find me online as Monty's Mayhem M O N T E S M A Y H E M I'm on the Instagram the Facebook the Twitter's the YouTube's the Snapchat the uh the Skype I'm dude I'm everywhere just so many places except literally everywhere uh Big Kev uh
1: you can find me on the Xbox One Nation as Big Kev GS uh playing sometimes And BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. Don't forget to check out our Facebook. We post a lot of things over on the Facebook. Uh, So definitely check that out as well.
3: Fantastic. And Mr. Dom, sir.
2: Am I working? Is it okay? You're working. I'm going to go for
3: it. You (laughs) can find me on
2: Instagram and Xbox One at Fat Dumbledore. F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E.
3: Fantastic. And with that, be Kev.
1: With that, Mr. Monty, Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 631, the one we called The Third Time is the Charm, to an end, the way we end some episodes by saying...
2: Good night, OG.
0: Wherever you are. And on that note, We cue the music. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back. To that same old place that you left about Well the names have all changed since you hung around But those dreams have remained and they've turned around Who'd have thought they'd need you back here where well, we need ya well, we You can yeah, we'll tease him like 'Cause we got him on the spot. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You always could spot a friend. Welcome back. And I smile when I think how it must have been. Well, I know what I've seen you were learning it Was there something that made you come back again? Oh, what could ever lead you? What could ever lead Back here you know, where we need you where we need back back Yeah, we tease him a lot Cause we got him on the spot Welcome back Welcome back Welcome back, welcome back Welcome back, welcome back Well, I know what a scene you were learning in was there something that made you come back again? Oh, what could ever lead ya? What could ever lead Back here where well, we need you? Back yeah, where well, we need you? Yeah, we tease him a lot Cause we got him on the spot Welcome back Welcome back Welcome back Welcome back Welcome back, Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, yeah, we tease him a lot. Welcome back, welcome back, cause we got him on the spot. Welcome back, welcome back, yeah, we tease him a lot, cause we got him on the spot. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back.